Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing? This is Jimmy Pax, and you're listening to the incomparable Lena Jones on the Lena Jones Morning Sparkle. Shine on, you crazy diamonds. Thank you, Jimmy. Good morning. How is everyone doing this morning? You're all blessed to be up, clothed, and in our right mind. <laughs> this is Lena Jones. I am your host on the Lena Jones Sparkle called Life Improvement Number 3. Uh, it's a show, if you're not aware where of the show, it is a show that talks about biblical scriptures in comparison to life situations. It's entertaining, it's witty, it's fun and, and uplifting. And hopefully it will inspire you today to uh, find my friend, to know my friend. You know who my friend is? My friend, is, his name is Jesus. He's my best friend. He is. I couldn't ask for a better friend when all other friends forsake me. He is always there. He's always going to be there. He is my mother, my father. He is my everything. So before I get started, I need to hear some Whitney. I look to you. So I'm going to go ahead and play that, and then we'll come back, and we'll get started. Stay with me.
Welcome back to the show. I hope that got you um, in the mood. Whatever you're going through, you know, just whisk it away. Just, you know, I would say Musa, but that's not biblical. <laughs> that's more of Buddhism than anything else. For all those Musa people out there, um, you know, be careful of what you say because you may be saying something that just other different types of religion. So, and, but I don't want to make it sound complicated because God's not complicated. He's just easy. Now, the character in this story slash biblical thing have lost everything. Uh, if you don't know what they have lost, um, you have to go to show number one. <laughs> no, you, they just lost everything. They were robbed, um, loss of identity, bank accounts, everything. Everything is gone for this character. And it could be a woman, it could be a man. It doesn't have to apply to a particular um, sex, male or female. Sometimes I may reference to men, and sometimes I may reference to women, because things like this happen to us all. It's not something that uh, just happens to to one of us, or or that matter, It it happens to us all. Things happen. Now, we were, Job was all about his friends. The book of Job is really about his friends, and it kind of gives you an eye-opening. It takes, it hopefully gives you a closer look at the people who are around you, those that you depend on, those homes, those girls, those ones that you, that click that you're in if you're a clicky, a clicky type person. I've never been a clicky type person. I can never realize how one person in a pack can control everyone else, and you know I've never, I've never got into that personally. But um, so we're going to start with Job number sixteen. Job again, he's angry at his friends. He calls them miserable brothers. He wants them to realize what he's going through. Um, he wants them to put themselves in his shoes. Put yourself in my shoes, and and. And see how you would feel. He also wants them to realize that they've been in situations where where he's comforted them, and he's not understanding why can't you comfort me right now? I need you to comfort me. I need you to be a true friend. But I'm beginning to see colors in you that I don't like because I'm just not seeing you as a a few um, as a true friend. Now, in our character situation, we can um, compare that with what's going on in our life because our character that has went through all this have talked to their friends and complained about the situation. He's he's fussing. He's frustrated. Um, He's thinking it's wrong. Why is this happening? He can't understand. Um, So he has uh, his friends or his thoughts or his friends oh, okay, well, you were just too stuck up, okay? You were stuck up, and this happened to you because you deserve it, okay? This is today's modern-day situation, which could be the same as in reverse and not being there to comfort your friend. You have friends that that think this about you. When you're in a crisis, I'm not saying normal behavior. This is a crisis that this person is in, and he's beginning to see his friends for who they really are, just like Job is beginning. So he's got one of them that thinks he's stuck up, the other one that thinks that he did something 
wrong. Like he can't worship his material things instead of God. That's why uh, all of this is happening to him. Um, he's messed up uh, um, because of who he is and his wealth and, and who he was. He he had a lot going on. This this guy had a lot going on, just like Job had a lot going on. And now this is happening to him. The only thing he gets from his friends is that uh, you did something, dude. Something is wrong. You're hiding it from us. Uh, I know you came through for me. And remember how you came through for your friends when you were there? When that girlfriend whose man broke up with her, when you knew the man wasn't no good to be with, <laughs> and she called you, and she cried on your shoulder, and you were there to help her. You maybe even gave her suggestions of what to do. You know, um, someone's kid got into some trouble or um, um, your spouse got into some trouble or someone was caught cheating infidelity, a friend that came to you and leaned on you and needed to com- needed your comfort, and you've been there. You've been there for the very same friends that you are now talking to that's accusing you of being stuck up and worshiping your money and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, who, who, who did you think you were to begin with? Did you think you were above, you know, any type of thing happening to you? And in reality, some of them actually wish things what happened to you, you know, because you have friends like they, they're smile, they will smile in your face and wish bad luck for you when you're telling them about the good things that you have coming up. And they say, oh, yeah, that's good, but do they really sincerely feel that way? And you don't really know that these feelings are in, pre-existing in your friends until a crisis comes, and you truly, truly need them. I'm not talking about a crisis that just happened in, it can be solved in a day or two. I'm talking about a longevity crisis that you're just literally complaining. You need them right now. You need them, and they're not there for you. It just goes to show us that we have one true friend, even though he's doing this to Job. And you may say, well, this is crazy. This is confusing. Because, you know, how is he my friend when he's doing this to me? Well, there's a test. See, Jesus can do whatever he wants to do because he is our creator. Remember we talked about our creator? And he's also our superhero. <laughs> he's our superman <laughs> at the same time. So uh, he allows the situation to help it happen uh, for a reason. But in, in, in this person's personal life, he can't even, you know, he can't even get his friends to lean on when he's been there or she has been there for them. And right now, they're in a crisis. They need you to be a friend, and you can't even you can't even come through uh, for them in that. And in Job 16, um, uh, 4 and 5, he says to them, he says, I also could speak as, as you do. If your soul were in my soul's place, I could heap words against you and shake my head at you, but I would strengthen you with my mouth, and the comfort of my lips would relieve your grief. That's what he's saying. This character is saying the same thing. You know, if you were in my position, I would help relieve you. I would be there to comfort you. Why can't you be there to comfort me? He doesn't understand it. So because right now this was Job's position. Job had friends. Uh, okay, 
Now his friends have forsaken him. His friends have forsaken him. Modern day life, your friends just ain't no good. <laughs> Modern day life, biblical time, they say friends are forsaken. Modern day life, they just ain't no good because they're not even there. They're not there when you need them, okay? In Job's life, no one will speak to him. No one really wants to speak to him. All his uh, his uh, farmers and, and marketplace, nobody wants to speak to him because they're ashamed, you know. In modern day life, no one wants to answer their phone. And you know how that is. You know, when, when everything was going well, you call, you can call anybody. Hey, pick up the phone. There they are. Hey, what's up? What's up, girl? What's up, dude, bro? What, what you got going on? Okay, now you can't even get them to answer that cell phone. Okay? As soon as you call them, it goes directly to voicemail. Why? Because they have seen your number. <laughs> and it's going directly to voicemail because they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it no more. This is your friend. In Job's day, before, before all this, he was wealthy and he was respected. He was a wealthy, respected man. Fast forward to modern days, before all this, money, you can play, you can shop, you can take your friends, you and your friends go out to eat, uh, everybody loves you, uh, even your wife, uh, you and your wife or you and your husband, y'all have parties and get-togethers, everyone wanted to come, um, everyone wanted to be around you, uh, and was disappointed if you died didn't call him. You know, you had this going on and, you know, you didn't give me a call. I'm just disappointed. You didn't even want, they only wanted, you can't even invite them to a, uh, to a bar mitzvah. <laughs> you can't invite them to anything right now because, see, they're not even picking up their phone. They don't want to have nothing to do with you because they're sick of listening to you complain. And they don't want to be that, they don't want to comfort you because you, you know, you, you're messed up because you you worshiped your money. You thought you were too good for everybody. And now this is happening to you. You deserve this, you know, and they're sitting here and you complaining. Their phone is going directly to voice service. When, uh, before this happened to Joe, people looked to him for help. They looked to him for help. They came to him for advice. They came for him for direction and things of that sort. And now, uh, Folks don't come to you for advice. Social media, because they don't want to hear it. You deserve it. Good for you. This is what's happening to you. I'm on, they're on, they just know that they're right and they're on God's side. This is, this is God doing this to you. And you deserve it because this is what you were and this is how they felt about you all the time in the back of their mind. Do you have those type of friends or acquaintance that just determined to see you to do things their way? So, so Jones get another visit. He gets another visit from Baldad. He gets another visit from him. Um, his friends aren't finished with him yet because, see, they need to convince him that he's wrong, and they, in their eyes, he's wrong. So you have those type of friends that only want to see things their way. They want you to see things their way. So that's what's going on with Job. Valdez is convinced that 
why this is why this is happening to Job, and um, he's determined to get Job to see things his way. His way is this is this is what you deserve. Let me let me tell you why you deserve this. Okay, and in modern day we have friends that that are determined to want to 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 make you see things their way. You know the ones that live in the glass houses. And they're constantly throwing stones at other ones. They throw a stone at theirs. Oh, they are crushed. <laughs> and they want everybody and their mama to help them, to know who your friends are. You have to be able to have a two-way communication with your friends, especially in a time of need. But so you can have that two-way communication with Jesus just because you don't see him. We shouldn't hold on to things that are, look for things that are tangible. A friend is tangible. There's someone we could see, feel, touch, listen to. And Jesus is not tangible. But just like, you you know, when you're in the house and you broke something or you hurt something and you're you're talking to, to the air, <laughs> you can talk to God that same way. He's there. He's listening to you. I mean, some of you may find it weird or odd, but try it, you know. Try it. I'm pretty sure we all have our moments where we're talking to ourselves. At least other people think we are. You don't have to do it in front of people. You don't want people to think you're crazy. You can do it in the privacy of your own home. You can talk to God. You can talk to him. He, you can have a conversation with him, and he will listen. Unlike your friends that are determined that, hey, let me tell you why this is happening to you, girl. I gave her – I gave her a piece of my mind, or I told her, you know, because she needs to know. <laughs> or guys, you know, man, I gave that, you know, I gave him the business because he really needed to know. Are you in the right for giving them the business? Are you in the right for doing that? And we have friends like that. We have friends that are totally one-sided. We even have people in, in the church that are totally one-sided. They don't, you know, they, they're convinced that this is where you are and this is where God's one, God wants you to be and, and so deserving of them. Okay? So let's listen to what Baldad has to say to uh, Job. Okay? Here's chapter 18 in Job. I'm looking at 5 through 14. Okay? He says, the light of the wicked indeed goes out, and the flame of his fire does not shine. The light is dark in his tent, and his lamp beside him is put out. The steps of his strength are shortened, and his own counsel casts him down. For he is cast into a net by his own feet, and he walks into a snare. The net takes him by the heel and the snare lays hold of him. A noose is hidden for him on the ground, a trap for him in the road. Terrors frighten him on every side and drive him to his feet. His strength is starved and destruction is ready at his side. It devours patches of his skin. The firstborn of death devours his limbs. He is uprooted from the shelter of his tent and they parade him before the king of terror. Now, that's a lot to be said. And uh, in biblical days, this this is how they talked. 
And basically, she's saying, you're like, you're done, you know. <laughs> you're done. He's telling him, he walks with a snare. Uh, the net takes hold of him, and the, the snare lays hold of him, and the noose is hidden for him on the ground and traps him in the road. This is his friend telling him this. Uh, very much words of encouragement. So he's basically, he's saying, because of your wickedness and your scheming, you know, if you don't get it one way, you're going to get it another. Either you're going to be sick or, you know, weak in the body or you're going to uh, have some type of illness or, or just death. Uh, usually the, the the biblical term where it says your light's going out usually means that's it, you know, it lights out. You know how when we get upset with our kids and you tell them, I will put you out, okay? <laughs> Those type of things, <laughs> okay? So that's what he's going through right now. But let's go <laughs> to some more music. And we're going to go to uh, Toby Mac on the morning show. We're going to go to uh, I Need You by Toby Mac. And I will be right back with you. Put the heavy on me Woke up and I'm feeling lonely This world got a way of showing me Some days it'll lift you up Some days it'll call you bluff Man, most of my days I ain't got enough Close. 
living in that glass house. They stay in there. Now, Job, Job had a wife. He had a wife who also um, um, didn't, uh, didn't believe in him. Now, we have relationships with people we think is good for us because everything is good, all is well. You know, your, your spouse, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your wife, your husband, and as long as things are good, we don't see that side of it. But when things turn bad, we see a different side of it. We see that non-supportive type um, person that's been there all the time. Been there all the time. Something needed to happen in order for you to open up your eyes to see that this person was not the right person for you. Now, there's nothing worse than an unsupportive wife or husband or a friend that doesn't want to hear it, that doesn't even want to hear anything. So I'm going to go to Job 19, um, where Job is answering his friend. He says, I cry out. This is uh, 7. I cry out concerning wrong. I am not heard. If I cry loud, 7, excuse me, this is 19, chapter 7. If I cry aloud, there is no justice. He has fenced up my way, so I cannot pass. He has set darkness on my path. He stripped me of glory in taking the crown from my head. He breaks me down on every side, and I am gone. My hope he has uprooted like a tree. He has also kindled his wrath against me, and he counts me as one of his enemies. His troops come together and build a road against me. They encamp all around me. He has removed me from afar, and my acquaintances my acquaintances are completely estranged from me. My relatives have failed, and my close friends have forgotten me. Those who dwell in my house and my maidservants count me as a stranger. I am an alien in their sight. I call my servant. He gives me no answer. I beg him with my mouth. My breath is offensive to my wife, and I am repulsive to the children of my own body. Even young children despise me. I arise, and they speak against me. All my close friends abhor me, and those whom I love have turned against me. My bone clings to my skin and flesh, and I have escaped by skin, by the skin of my teeth. Have pity on me. Have pity on me, O you, my friend, for the hand of God has struck me. Why do you persecute me as God does, and are not satisfied with my flesh? Yes, that is what. That is what Job is saying to his friends, and he's saying to his wife. He has no one there to support him, no near to help him, no physical, no physical person there to help him. You know, you feel you feel like at times that you need that support from your spouse or your 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 other half, and and it's not there. It's not there. Even they're thinking you're pathetic right now. So what do you do if everyone thinks you're pathetic? You hate your own skin. You can't even get little kids to respect you. You know, you 
nothing is going right in your life. What do you do? Who do you turn to? You have no other choice at that time. Why not give Jesus a try? If all else fails you, even your own support around you, why not give Jesus a try? There's nothing else left. What else are you going to do? So Job is realizing that that God is his only friend. He's realizing that Jesus is his only friend. Because regardless of what his wife is telling him, his wife is telling him to forsake God. Um, um, she says, she says that to him, forsake him. What are you doing? This is your God. And when we get in situations that are not right for us, in situations that are horrible, that we feel are horrible, first thing we want to do is we want to blame God. We want to not look to him for support. We, we get angry at him. And you know what? It's only human. It's only a human reaction to be angry at your situation. I've been in situations that I was just scared. You know, I question. I question God. I question my faith. You know, is it even there? Because this is not right. It's, it's just, it's just not right. <laughs> but we have to uh, realize that uh, things are just not going to be the way we want them to be. Things are not going to be perfect for us all the time. It's in His will. So don't get upset. It's, I can't say don't get upset because I do. Everybody does. Nobody wants to be in a jacked up situation. You're going to be upset, especially when you don't have nothing else and no one to turn to. It's enough to make you just stand in one spot and just scream because you don't even know what you're doing. You're so angry. And you're angry at God. You're angry at your friend. I understand. I do that.
right, that's a beautiful song by Hillary Scott. Um, Thy will be done. Now, when your friends are putting their fingers at you and, and accusing you, you they may be wrong. They may be dead wrong about your situation. And this is what's going on with Job. His friends are dead wrong about what they're doing. But be careful who you give advice to and what you what you say because God can take a vengeance up against you. When you're sitting in that glass house and you're throwing stones because you feel like that uh, uh, that your life is you're living your life so perfect, especially those that uh, go to church every Sunday and follow the routine and things like that, and quick to give advice and to put someone else down. You have things in modern day life that happens. You know you have those friends that you know your your something happened. Your child may get pregnant. Say, for instance, your child get pregnant. You tell your friend about it, and your friend, and you know, after you get off the phone or on the phone, they tell you about you know the type of lifestyle that your kids live, and you know, I'm not surprised. Or tell the other friend about it. You know, this that and the other because she's so fast. And guess what? Say, daughter ends up getting pregnant. Ends up getting pregnant by somebody who dumps her. Who ends up. Uh, not even wanting to be bothered with the baby or their child gets pregnant and the child has a, the baby has a problem. Um, someone who talks about your kid's husband and they end up in a bad marriage. It ends up getting married to someone that ain't even no good. The cheat beats on her and, and things like that. Your kid, your kid dropped out of college. Your kid didn't go to college and their kid went. That person went to college and became an alcoholic. Or, or just dropped out, or things like that, or got got on drugs into some type of drug use. You know, your kid they talked about your kid not going to college and smoking. Your their kid goes to college and and gets hooked on drugs and drops out. These are things that happen in our modern day life. You know, so when you're sitting back talking about other people and in their misery. God's vengeance can come upon you, and it can come upon you in ways like the ones I just said. It don't have to be exactly that. It could be something else. But the vengeance is there. So be careful. Shake your hand. Shake your head. Now, uh, Zophar, he has, he's going to take one last, not a last shot, because I don't think they're finished with him yet, <laughs> um, accusing Job of his self, uh, being self-indulgent. Uh, um, being greedy and never and always wanting more, you know. Actually, he's just caught, accusing him of just just being greedy right now. So they go into one extreme. They go from one extreme to the other one. They 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 say things about Job and then they come back with more. Okay, here's so far. This is twenty, verse fifteen. He swallows down riches and vomits them up again. God casts them out of his belly. He he will suck the poison of cobras and vipers and tongue and will slay him. He will not see the streams of rivers flowing with honey and cream. He will restore that for which he labored and will not swallow it down from the proceeds of the business. He will get no enjoyment for he has oppressed and forsaken the poor. He has violently seized the house. 
which he did not build. And then I skip over to 2620. Total darkness is reserved for his treasures. An unfeigned fire will consume him. It will go with him who is left in the tent. The the heavens will reveal his iniquity, and the earth will rise up against him. The increase of his house will depart, and his goods will flow away in the day of his wrath. This is the portion from God for the wicked man, the inheritance appointed, appointed to him by God. So he's saying that, uh, pretty much saying that he was guilty. Guilty, and this is what happens to the greedy. And uh, he's absolutely wrong. He is absolutely wrong when he's sitting there uh, passing some type of judgment. And we have friends that do that. They're absolutely wrong in their conclusions about our lives. But they sit and they pass judgment any anyway. So you, if, if you're in misery long enough, discover even more about people that are around you. You know, start saying things about you. Not to you, but to other mutual friends. They'll talk about you, um, but you always, you always seem to go through it. You always seem to come through for them. So they'll they talk about you, but you're always there for them. And that's pretty much what uh, what Job is uh, going through. He's, he's he's not greedy. He's he's miserable. He didn't. His wealth wasn't acquired by greed. But that's what his friends want to say, and that's what they're saying about him, either to his face. And that's what your friends will say about you to your face or behind your back. You're greedy, you know. You're you were never satisfied, you know. You you, you know, you, you got stuff but you still wanted more and, and things of that sort. So um you have to be careful about what you share with your friends too. Because sometimes when you share things I know you want to boast and put it out there, but sometimes Sharing it only makes it worse when something happens because that just gives them more ammunition to throw at you. So <laughs> not to be boastful. So Job is at the point where he's just like, okay, well, all right, so let me just go ahead and say this. You know, okay, yeah, you know, maybe I should have did these things because the wicked seems to prosper. He's thinking now the the wicked seem to prosper. You know, they don't have the same problem um, that I'm having. They, they, they're not punished. They don't have to go do this. So they don't even have to go do telling their friends anything. Why not flaunt it? Um, maybe flaunt it would be the thing to do. Um, maybe I should start posting about stuff. Maybe I should have because he's at this point where he is sick of the whole thing. So chapter 21, he says, why not do, do the wicked why do the wicked live and become old, become mighty in power? Their descendants are established with them in their sight, in their offspring before their eyes. Their houses are safe from fear. Neither is the rod of God upon them. They, they bull breeds without, <laughs> they bull breeds without failure. Their cow, cows without miscarriage. They send forth their little ones like a flock. And their children dance. They sing to the tambourine and heart and rejoice to the sound of the flute. They spend their days in wealth. And in a moment, go down to the grave. Yet they say, God, depart from us. 
we do not desire who we do not desire knowledge of our ways. Who who is the Almighty that we should serve him? And what profit do we have if we pray to him? Indeed their prosperity is not in their hands. The counsel of the wicked So he's saying that, you know, all of these good things happen to those who who don't do right. And it's just like in our lives, we see our friends and stuff do just constantly doing wrong. Something is always good happening to them. What that what? They don't go to church. They don't play their ties. They don't pray. Well, you don't really know if a person prays because you don't know what they're doing behind closed doors. You know, um, they're always uh, boasting. These are the people that seem to bounce up on their feet. They're wealthy. They can afford it. They car. They go out and they get into a car accident, crash their car. Car two days later, they got another new car. A newer model, a better one. You know, their houses are paid for. Their college, you know, their, <laughs> their kids got college funds. You know, it just looks so good. You know, why not just be wicked? Joe says. Why not do it? You know, they seem to have no problem. You know, and then. And the same time he's saying this, he says in his, his last thought for me. So in his heart, this is not what he truly believes, but because of what his uh, his friends are saying about him so far, uh, accusing him of being self-indulgent and greedy, it's, it's like, why not? Everything seems to work out for them. Why not join it? It's kind of like you wanting to join um, join people who don't worship God. Join the people who don't go to church. Join the people who don't do all that because um, they're going to be doing better. But you got to wait. Hold on now. Hold on. But he's, so he's thinking that way and so is uh, Zophar. While Zophar is thinking that he's greedy and indulgent, Job is thinking, well, you know, maybe I should be wicked, but neither one of them is right here. Neither one of them. Neither way of thinking is right. He's not being, Job was a self-indulgent, and Job doesn't want to really be, feel like that he should be a bolster or, or be rich and self-indulgent. He doesn't feel like he really should be that way, even though he's saying these things. We say things out of anger. You know, we do good, do good, do good, and something bad happens. We're like, well, why not? You know, look at this person. They do X, Y, Z. And only, only good happens for them. You think good is happening for them. You think, but the watchful eye is there. So Matthew 19.23 tells us that it's easier for the camel, for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than from a rich man to get into heaven. Wealth is not He's not, it's not there for you. And God, uh, God is right. He's right in what he does. He's right in everything. Uh, the wealthy or the wicked, you see them getting blessed, does not mean that they're going to go to heaven. Does not mean that everything they do, God is approving of. So even though we get in these situations where we think that maybe we shouldn't, just be a good person because it doesn't matter. Oh, but it does. It does. Because judgment day is coming. 
and we have to stand up and take account for our for our sins. So don't don't go that way. Don't don't think that way. Maybe I should not be a good person. Continue to be the person you are, because see, God's gonna bless you, just like God's gonna bless Job. And we'll talk about that in next week's show. Um, Job gets his blessing. I hope you. <laughs> I hope. You understood, and I hope you get something out of what I'm saying. I'm basically trying to convince you to open your eyes to your friends. Don't get discouraged when things are not working out. When your friends are saying it's because of who you are, it's not necessarily who you are. It could be that God's put you through that test. He's testing you. So here's a song for the people out there. <laughs> oh, if I can get to it, it's my 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 uh music seems to move every time every time I try to play one. Here you go, here's one. Here's perfect people from the walls group. song is not for you if you've never cried a river or had your heart broken too this song is not for you if every day you wake up the skies are blue but this is for anyone no matter how you break the pain will let you get through but you try Yeah. 